All right, welcome in everyone to the Hustle With Us podcast. I'm your host, Tristan Plunkett, here with you today. Uh, to my right, virtually, as always, is Mr. Craig Mushno. Craig, how are we doing today? Doing good, buddy. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. You know, as well as I do, we just got off the line here with Coach Skyler Halford, coming to us from the uh, mountain time zone there out in Utah. He's a former BYU player. Uh, over a 50% three-point percentage while he was there in college. Uh, Craig, what would you think of the interview? Yeah, you can tell he's a lights-out shooter for for sure. Um, you know, one thing that really jumped out to me about the interview um, that he talked about that some of our other coaches haven't really spent that much time on, it's, it's getting in that player's mindset. It's instilling confidence in his players so that they trust themselves. They trust their mechanics. Um, and that leads to better outcomes for his players. So I thought that was really cool um, hearing about how he does that, how he works on that, uh, the mindset with his players, probably almost just as much as he works on fundamentals. Yeah, I'll tell you, after after that response for the rest of the podcast, you know, I was over here with the right mindset, with the interviewer's mindset, trying to get it all down. It's all about building uh-huh. those foundations. And he touches on that as well. You know, what do you need to master before you jump to that next level? He touches on that a little bit. And also talks a little bit about uh, a little bit about tech and, and what is key when developing your game. So let's just get right to it. Without further ado, here, Coach Skyler Halford. Before we get to our interview, a quick word about the Hustle Sports Training app. Are you an athlete trying to improve your skills, or a youth sports coach trying to develop an effective training program? Look no further than the Hustle app. Hustle is the simplest way to learn new sports skills. Period. We partner with coaches and trainers at all levels to produce instructional videos and training plans that will help you to improve your fundamentals and master advanced techniques. Whether you're building out your practice plans or just looking to improve your form, techniques, or fitness, Hustle has a training plan for you. Download our app in iTunes or on the Google Play App Store by searching Hustle Training or visit our website at hustletraining.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook by searching Hustle with us also happens to be the name of this podcast. Get a leg up on your competition with Hustle. All right, welcome in everyone. We have with us on the line Coach Skyler Halford, straight out of Utah, coming with us, joining us today. Coach, how you doing? I am doing fantastic. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing well. We're always doing well. Always happy to have an expert like you on the line with us. And we're going to start with you today. Where we start with most of our interviews, we want to hear your story. We want to hear how you got to be HalfordHoops.com, CEO, general manager, coach, boss man, whatever we want to call it. We want to hear your story. Bring us through your BYU days. We know you played there as well. We're an excellent shooter over there at BYU. Tell us about it. Yeah, man. It, wow. Long story, but I'm not, I'm definitely not going to give you the long version because I know we all have got our own stories and the long versions and we could sit down and talk about it all night. But yeah, I grew up in uh Orem Provo area here in Utah. Grew up a BYU fan my whole life. Uh, in high school, I was second leading scorer in the state. I actually wasn't highly recruited. Uh, felt like I should have been, but you know, my size, I, I was <laughs> If anybody's ever seen me play, they're probably – and when they see me now and they ask me, you played college basketball? And they give me that look. How, how did this guy play college basketball? Because, you know, 175 pounds, six foot, you know, can't jump, barely get over a piece of paper. But uh, – uh, so I wasn't heavily recruited out of high school. 
I did get a shot um, as a walk-on at Utah State University. Um, I then served a mission for my church as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints for two years in Brazil, so kind of had two years away from basketball. Uh, came back and actually played at a junior college in Salt Lake called Salt Lake Community College. I was the first team All-American there. Uh, worked my butt off trying to get back to my ultimate goal was BYU. Didn't know if that would actually pan out. Uh, turns out it actually did. They had a scholarship that freed up and um, Coach Dave Rose over there at BYU, uh, you know, extended that invitation and I properly accepted and man it was a it was a wild ride it was two years at uh Salt Lake Community College and then two years at BYU um I mean you can talk about my first career start I had 28 points I'm just thinking of some of the fond memories I have wow, 28 so. points against San Diego first career start there uh we beat let's see number three Gonzaga at Gonzaga my uh senior year Man. We'd snap some streak of, I don't know how many games, 70-plus in a row that they had won at home. Uh, it, we went to the NCAA tournament both times. That, that my, my senior year is the last time BYU has been to the tournament. So we're, they're hoping to change that this year. They got a coaches uh, looking to make some new changes, and it should be really good. But anyway, I could go on and on. But that's a little bit about my story. And then after that, I was going to go play professional basketball overseas. Hmm. For one reason or another, my wife and I decided not to go. We had a contract set up to go over in Estonia and play, but I decided to uh, stop the playing days, and then uh, I started Halford Hoops. Uh, loved basketball way too much to just let it go, so I decided to turn it around and become sort of like a coach, trainer. And I've been doing that now for the past, let's see, it'll be four years in September. And I have loved it. It's been it's been awesome. It's it's a new uh, new way of looking at the game. As a player, you you learn and you see the X's and O's, and you train and you train and you train. But it's a it's a different way to look at the game and a different way to learn it once you try to become the teacher. So it's been really fun, and I've really enjoyed it. I'd say so. Now, so you you get out of college, you start up your own your own business where you're training players. Obviously you have that coach's mentality in you. Was there anyone growing up? Was it a BYU coach? Was it Salt Lake state coach that, that uh, was it, was it uh, your, your folks who really instilled that, that coaching mindset into you and who helped you really think that you could take this to the next level? Yeah. Um, it's funny. I, my grandma the other day, it's funny you mentioned this. My grandma the other day, she had sent me an article back in high school when I was a sophomore that, uh, one of the local news reporters had written and anyway, they were like asking me, what do you want to do? And, and it was like, my, my end result was like, Oh, I want to be a coach. And so it's kind of panning out. My, my dad growing up was my coach all growing up till about high school. And even into high school, he was an assistant coach my senior year. And so he kind of uh, was there for me all the time and uh, every single day shooting with me, rebounding with me. And, and I kind of was, you know, I wanted to be that person, but I also wanted to be even more because of the knowledge that I was able to gain through college basketball and things that I know now that I wish I would have known when I was in fifth, sixth grade, even that I didn't learn till, you know, college or even after college now, you know, really investigating the game more and understanding it better. Um, so it's just kind of stuck with me and trying to pass that on 
to younger kids and, and, and help them to develop that way. Yeah. You talk a little bit about, um, you know, the types of players that, um, that you work with, you know, you work with working with younger kids. Um, what's a typical client for you look like, you know, do you cover mm -hmm. youth basketball, high school, college? Um, what does that look yeah. like? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I actually, um, go as young as third grader to, uh, professional athletes. I've got a couple of overseas guys that I know, um, Elijah Bryant, he played at BYU. He's over playing in Israel. I'm currently working with uh, Kyle Collinsworth, who was with the Raptors G League team last year. He's a teammate of mine, so we played together. And hmm. uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's awesome to see, even at the young, some of the fundamental things that you teach some of the younger kids, how they're, they're even valuable to some of my, my professional clients. Like hmm. more and more over time, as I've worked with that, that span you see the fundamentals continually come in regardless of uh age but mm -hmm. uh really just becoming really solid and firm with those fundamentals that's interesting yeah fundamentals are <laughs> universal across all age groups how um mm -hmm. how else do you sort of adjust your strategy then um working with different players so obviously you want to hammer those fundamentals mm -hmm. but what are some of the things that are a little bit more advanced that um that you wouldn't necessarily do with youth players yeah, so with with older players um, and professionals, like for example, right now with Kyle, we're working a lot on his shot and helping his shot develop. Uh, of course, like with younger players, we work on, you know, the basic fundamentals of your form, but then we kind of move on into a little bit more such as balance and core stability and specific parts of the body that are being used in your shot <clears throat> and focusing on, you know, becoming a better shooter in those aspects rather than just the mechanics of your arm and, and where you're looking. And um, so we work on things like that. One thing that I've learned with my older players is sometimes I think when people are training people who they think know everything like, Oh man, he's a professional. He's gotten to this point. Uh, one thing that I've learned at least this summer in particular is just, Never assume that somebody knows something. Uh, don't be afraid to say something that you see, if that makes sense. If you feel like there's a correction that, oh, wait, I thought he would know this, or I thought he would understand that. You can't make any assumptions, even if they do. Sometimes they may even just need a reminder. So it's really reemphasizing what they already know and then introducing new things that you see that they may not know and not being afraid telling telling them that. Yeah, great. And so, yeah, mechanics are everything. Um, what about your specialty? Um, you know, we know based on your background that you're a lights out shooter. Um, would you mm -hmm. consider that your specialty or do you do other um, areas of the game? Yeah, I would say my number one, like you said, my specialty is shooting, shooting mechanics and not just the mechanics, but also the mindset that a shooter needs to be in. Um, a lot of players these days, they go out and they shoot and they shoot and they shoot and they shoot. And they come back to me and they're like, Skylar, I, what is going on? Why can't I do this? And it reminds me of myself when I was a senior at BYU and I started off like first quarter of the year shooting like 25% from three <laughs> and I could not figure it out. But one of my assistant coaches was like, Hey man, like you've got to trust and have faith in all the work you've previously done. You can't be thinking about it so much. And then we also had a, uh, 
sports psychologist that we worked with that talked about, you know, power statements and talking positively to yourself. And I've been really trying to instill that in my players as well, not just the mechanics, but that's kind of where my specialty comes in is helping those players not only have the right mechanics, have the right drills to do, but to also have the right mindset to be one up on the rest of those shooters out there that are playing. And I really think that's a big differentiator amongst, you know, great shooters and elite shooters. The best of the best is, is they have a mindset for it. Interesting. So it's, it, it really is the intangibles here that we're talking about what making yeah. sure that you know that you can nail that shot before even taking it. And believing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause if you think about it, um, I mean, there's such small differences between skill levels of some of these players, but you have yeah. elite players and it's, it's some of those intangibles that set them apart. Absolutely. So you have that mindset going into it. Let's say you've already instilled that in one of your in one of your trainers and one of your players that you're training. I mean, what mm-hmm. are what are some of your drills that you like to incorporate early on when you're first starting to work with somebody? What are some of your favorite drills that you like to take them out to the court to start to uh, really hammer at? Yeah. So when I first am introduced to a player, let's just say someone that I haven't worked with before. I always take them through kind of like a introductory workout to understand what some of their weaknesses are. We always go through ball handling and footwork to start um, because, you know, it's good to be a spot up shooter. It's, that's a great thing to be, but if you can't do anything other than that, you'll see a, you'll, you'll have like a limit to how much time you're going to see on the floor becoming a good ball handler and having good footwork really can build you into an elite shooter overall and being able to do so much more on the court. So we always put them through. I, I make sure sh- we, we talk about balance. We talk about footwork. We talk about timing. And so I'll take them through a series of ball handling drills um, where literally a couple, one of my favorites is that we just get in a wide stance, like you're in a defensive stance for balance. And we don't take big steps. We take small steps so they can feel their bodies not losing that balance when they take a big one step forward to maybe put the ball between their legs and they lose some of that balance. We focus on taking small steps and quick dribbles and seeing if they're able to really hone in on that balance, moving with the ball and just seeing that overall handle. And then we'll move into more of uh, a bunch of different things like mid-range shots, uh, three-point shots, whether it's catch and shoot, whether it's off the dribble. And sometimes throughout this because it's such a long process for a player to become an elite athlete in Mm -hmm. the sport of basketball or whatever sport it is and so you can't do everything at once so typically I'll be going through and it's either the footwork ball handling or shooting mechanics where I see something that's lacking and I typically don't like to move on until we've talked about that certain point so I don't want to throw like 300 things at them and have them try and focus on all of those things so we'll break it down as soon as I see something that's that's wrong with their footwork we'll talk about it we'll drill it out until they can um, put that together whether it's just straight back from triple threat and how to use your pivot foot or whether it's an advanced move where we're trying to gain separation from a defender or if it's just your shooting mechanics and breaking that down uh, I, I really just it usually hits the footwork and the ball handling and then moving into those mechanics of shooting and once they get that down, then we just kind of expand from there. Got it. I love that short step example you gave there, much like the power step that you see a lot of football players use. I mean, it, it just translates all over, all over the world of sports for sure. Now, mm-hmm. you 
bring on a client. You bring on somebody that you're going to train. It's it's Kyle that's work that's playing over there in the G League. Let's say, is there something that with the majority of the guys that you work with, is there something you've identified in your experience training players that most players need to work on? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it, with older players specifically, like professionals, they're usually coming to me and saying, "Hey, Skyler, I need to develop." my layup package or hey Skyler like I need to develop my shot um I need to develop it's usually like offensive skill sets like most players by this time they know x's and o's they know um you know how defenses are going to rotate but from from my standpoint from what I my experience I find it's mostly the footwork um and just being a little more efficient so they'll think they need this or that, and we'll work on that. But then I see these underlying, like, foundational things that need to be worked on before they can get that layup package fixed or before they can get that separation from those defenders that they're looking for in their ball screen situation. And and so it really keeps coming back to, like, footwork. And, and not that they have bad footwork. It's just it needs to be a little more efficient. And it's just in the fine, small details that it's literally moving – having your feet outside of your hips an inch or two wider or further when you're dropping into uh, an attack stance when you're attacking to the basket or you're coming up on a secondary defender. It's just little things like that within footwork and balance that I find, I, I find myself working on time and time again with even these more experienced players. Yeah, there's issues that uh, go across different skill levels, and it's kind of funny how um, bad habits form early, and you can then break them of those bad habits. It's really interesting. You know, a question that I've got is, mm-hmm. how do you find um, new clients? Let's talk about growing mm-hmm. your business a little bit. Uh, where yeah. do they come from? Yeah, so I when I first started out, I was actually part of a – a group called Utah Empire. It's an AAU basketball team. And they, uh, a guy I know who played um, in college asked me to help coach. And so I was got in touch with a lot of players, a lot of parents that way through ver- coaching various teams and um, various players. And then I also just went to the local high school coach that I knew and got in on a parent meeting, you know, and, and just, uh, told people that I was starting this new business that I was going to be training and, and that really got it rolling. And from there on out, it was pretty much just, you know, people talking to their friends and and referring them to me. Uh, I obviously started social media accounts and was able to pull in a few more here and there through that, my social media. Um, I've done a little bit of like paid advertising here and there, but it's mostly been word of mouth. I would say in picking up clients, they, they, I have some guys that will come down from Idaho that will come see me, um, Nevada. Uh, I've had a client of mine from Kansas who comes in every now and then. Uh, it's funny being here at, at BYU, uh, just with the Church uh, of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that there's just a, a lot of people that come in and know me through that from various locations because they follow BYU. I don't know if you guys ever watch BYU games on the road, but you'll hear a lot of fans cheering just because of that connection through the church. Hmm. But um, so there will be, I've had 
And I would say majority of my clients are here in Utah. I have, like I said, occasional ones that'll come in from near nearby states as well. Great. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about social media. I know, um, mm-hmm. you know, Hustle, we've been following you for a while, and I know you've got a pretty substantial Instagram following. You know, how do you build mm-hmm. the, that following? What's your strategy around that? Yeah. So when I just started out, it was, and I've just been trying to learn more and more about that because I, I definitely not an expert in it, but um, have just done my wife, she's actually a communications major. So she's been helping me with that, but um, just really trying to connect uh, with everyone, like literally every space that you can think of in the world of sports and basketball in specific, whether it's commenting on every post, uh, replying to people who message me to try and build trust, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and then just posting as much as I can uh, every day to try and build that trust and get people to ultimately, cause that, that's, that's the number one thing is just, you need to have a, a, a audience that trusts you and finds you credible. And for me, it, it just kind of continued to roll out, obviously reaching out to other influencers and friends in the space that you know, that can help you uh, either promote and help you or, uh, you know, collaborate with them just trying to do as much as I can with those, those different things, collaborations, reaching out, building trust by giving free content, by uh, giving free feedback, uh, try and making as many things as I can free. So people trust and, and want to work with me and see that I'm really trying to help them. That's, I feel like has been a, those have been contributors to the building of that social media side yeah. of the business. Definitely. I'd say so. And it's, it's, uh, it's universal building. It's instilling that mentality in folks, whether it's shooting, whether it's learning how to shoot, you need, you need to have mm-hmm. it right in step there. Uh, so obviously here at going all right off of social media here at hustle, we are big in the technology game and how it can really help okay. improve our games and how it can help take us into the next step, the future of basketball, so to speak, the future of all sports right. training. Where do you see the future of training and technology going? And is there anything you use now that, you think that really helps with when training your clients? Yeah, that is such a great question. A couple of great things that I've seen lately that I really like is that new home court app. Have you guys seen that developed by Steve Nash and a few others? Um, yes. Have you guys seen that at that. all? Uh-huh. Yeah. So I've been using that with some of my clients. Uh, I really like I, that. The, the thing is, is it's obviously the game of basketball has become very data driven. Uh, and, the more data you can put into that it's, I feel like it's more so, you know, they have the X's and O's and the situations of um, where, where you're successful in this play or not. But I think like I had a conversation with a fitness trainer that I know recently and talking about how the world of individual training and basketball can get better. And I think it's just because it's somehow finding a way to, to get, data involved in personal training in repetitions that you're doing um, with whatever it is you're working on to where, and I don't know how, if I'm explaining this correctly, but to where you can see exactly what your growth is. You can see exactly where pinpoint Mm -hmm. where you need to improve. Like, and I feel like it's much to compare it. What I'm trying to say in the fitness world, you know, you've got your force plates that are showing you, okay, I'm this explosive from this position okay, we've been doing these, you know, X amount of workouts, these types of workouts, 
and you've increased this much. Okay, we're heading in the right direction. We need to continue with these workouts versus other workouts that you may be trying to do or other muscles that you're targeting. And if there could be a way to, you know, shift that to individual training and track more of the movements and uh, of what you're doing with basketball, I feel like that could really help uh, grow uh, the game of basketball and, and make it even more data driven than it is. But um, that's just kind of what I've been thinking about recently with this friend of mine, but obviously I don't have the whole scope <laughs> figured out <laughs> of how I would do that, but that's kind of like my idea of what, what, what it might look like moving forward. No, I'm with you. So with your clients, are you usually filming them and, and walking them through, you know, taking a look at the film afterwards and walking them through where they can improve or is it all uh, verbal and, and in front of them? Oh, no, you have to have you have to have video feedback. And it's so easy nowadays. You, you can't go without it. You have your phone. Like literally, I just whip out my phone and I can record every single player that's in a, a session and and then it also helps from a coaching perspective to convince the player of what they're doing. Sometimes mm -hmm. players will uh, be like, oh, I don't feel like I'm doing that. No, my shot feels fine. And then you show them and they're like, oh, wow. And, and it kind of, you know, instills that trust again um, from a coaching perspective. But, yeah, every time, every training, I'm, I have my phone out. We're videoing. We stop. We watch the footwork. We watch what's happening. And we critique and we teach. And we learn that way. And, and I don't just let these guys continue to just run through drills and run through lines because then they're just building bad habits. So we film it, we watch it, and we go and do it again until we can get it right. That's what it's all about. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Absolutely. Now, yes, well, yes, uh, Coach, we definitely appreciate your time here today. Uh, real quick, before we let you go, we'd like to do a little uh, rapid-fire session that we do with all our okay. guests. We're going to throw it at you. It's going to be a catch-and-shoot type of drill. You just got to chuck it up there. But uh, we like know it. that you got the right form down, that you're definitely going to nail it on these ones. So. <laughs> these my kind of drills. I like it. We'll see how well I do. <laughs> I'd say so. We'll start off easy. Favorite sports movie of all time, Coach? Ooh, favorite sports movie, Space Jam. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Isn't there a new one coming out? <laughs> I think there might be. There might yeah. be, actually, is what I heard. Awesome. So uh who is the coach across any sport that you admire the most? Oh man, across any sport that I any admire sport. the most. Wow. Wow. And this is supposed to be rapid fire. Sorry, guys. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> Man, you know, I'll just I'll I'll shout out my own head coach that I had, Coach Dave Rose. He was uh -huh. so inspiring to me because um, I don't know if you guys know that that his story, but he uh, had a very rare form of cancer that not too many people get through, and um, he was such a competitor not only in basketball but just fighting through that. Anyone, and I know everyone these days, I feel like knows someone or knows someone who knows somebody that has cancer and how hard it is to get through. And man, he, he fought through that thing and pushed and pushed and pushed and still here today. And, and it's cause he's such a fighter. So he's a big time, uh, uh, mentor to me. So, yeah, it's yeah. great. Wow. Love to hear that story. Absolutely. All right. Let's, uh, let's ask you here. What is your favorite basketball shoe of all time? Mm, the Nike hyperdunks that Vince Carter used to wear back in the day. They're the, like hyper shocks. I don't know oh, if you guys wow. remember those. Yeah, those all-time yeah, favorite. They had the little four shocks on the back. 
Uh-huh. Oh man. That, I used to think they'd be like a pogo, I, like a pogo stick kind of thing. Yeah. Just make you bounce. The, I always was convinced that I could jump like five inches higher with those things on. They had springs <laughs> in them, but they were definitely my favorite pair of shoes of all time. Nice. Thinking Either about those your, are, yeah, oh. absolutely. No, those ones. I was, I was, I was thinking of one that was close to it, but I'm like, no, it was the hyper dunks. It's those. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So thinking about the players that you train, what's one mistake that you see players making in the off season that causes kind of a setback going into the next year? Oh, it's just, it's not enough work. I mean, that's plain and simple. It's just not enough work. I get, I can tell the players who either take a break. Like some people will come to me for three or four months and then it's like, okay, we're going to take a break and, and work on our own. And that, and that's what, you know, I, I try and tell my players, you've got to put in the work by yourselves. Usually people will come see me sometimes once a week, sometimes three times a week. Um, but the biggest mistake is players just not putting in enough time. Cause you can just, you can see it. You can tell when they come back from a summer as a coach or, or come back from three months when you haven't really seen them, you know, who's been working and who hasn't. That's, mm-hmm. it's pretty apparent. I'd say so. All right, coach. Last one here. We, I'm sure you've gotten the question before, you know, if you could play one-on-one versus any NBA player, past or present, who would it be? That's not what I'm going to ask though. I want to ask if there's any NBA <laughs> player past or present that you could take out uh, to dinner or to, to take out for um, just, just, just to walk around and really gain some knowledge from him and absorb the knowledge that he's got to impart on you. Who would it be? Oh, hands down, Michael Jordan, hands down. <laughs> Hands I, down. I'm sorry. I saw that big one Michael Jordan fan. I know I, I think <laughs> you guys knew the answer before. I was thinking either him or Kobe because Kobe's Kobe Bryant's you know, he's very uh you see him come out with his new book and he's got lots of wisdom, but I would just love to pick Michael Jordan or Kobe's brain apart and just see just ask him every question in the book that I possibly could think of. Yeah, for sure that one of those two, but Michael Jordan wins. I figured it was leaning that way. I didn't know if being a jazz guy, it might be Malone or Stockton or one of those guys from back in the day. But Yeah. No, Michael takes the cake. <laughs> obviously, yeah, you got to go with the great one. That's for sure. Well, Coach, appreciate your time here again tonight. Before we let you go, let's hear where we can find you, social media, website, all that. Let's hear it all. Yeah, absolutely. So on Instagram, it's at Halford Hoops. As well as on Facebook, you can find us at Halford Hoops. My website's www.halfordhoops.com. Got great drills, online trainings there that you can check out. Just came out with a new one for a three-point shooting workout. So it's, it's got some good stuff there, so you can check it out. Perfect. Thanks, Coach. And that's Halford, H-A-L-F-O-R-D for you. O-R-D, yep. When you're, when, yep. You're, when you're searching it on the social media and, on, and online as well. Coach? Thank you again. I'm sure we'll touch base with you a little bit down the line, but until then, keep shooting, and we'll talk to you soon. Will do. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.